You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brand Brothers Turbo. Everybody and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host Stephen Wine, and with me is my co-host Todd Stark. Hello, and Lacey Finley. Hello, happy Monday. How is everybody? Mondays suck. They do, but I'm good because it's Friday I right don't know. now. Yeah, but we—it's my weekend on Monday, so it's always good for me. Oh, yeah, I yeah. have the oh, it's Tuesday feels, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So I always knew, I always knew that if everybody's always like, I wish we could just skip Monday. I'm like, but then we would just hate Tuesday. That's true. Right? Yeah, so it's true. And then it'd be Wednesday, and Mm -hmm. what did Wednesday do to Monday or Tuesday? You know? Exactly. It's not fair. It's hump day on Wednesday. Yeah, hump day is the only day. you're taking that away from Wednesday. That's the only day I think nobody gets mad about. They're just like, meh, it's Wednesday. Right? I can can deal with Wednesday. We're halfway through. But then again, (laughs) since Tuesday is Taco Tuesday, then you have something to look forward to on a Tuesday. See, like, I like Titty Tuesday better. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Lace. (sighs) Why? I got some. It's all good. <laughs> they today, come with me everywhere I go. Today was booby day at work. We wore our like, breast cancer oh, awareness right. stuff. Yeah, right. I wore my pink Captain America shirt. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I don't have any pink. At least at least I didn't think about having a pink shirt because I do actually have one with a little pink on it and I just I didn't think about it. You could have done like that guy at work. He hung a uh, sweet low packet out of his shirt pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's trying, right? Yeah, I he's mean, trying. Got to give him that. So, what's everybody been playing this week? Ah, Spider-Man, still. Still Spider-Man. Yeah, it's just like, I guess it's the the end of summer, so everything's trying to get fixed up outside for the wintertime and stuff, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of been busy, but every chance I get, I've I've been playing Spider-Man. That's good. Still love it. Lise, what about you? Um, I almost beat Dead Cells. Oh, that's a Um, great game. I didn't, but I I finally did get to the final boss. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't realize that it meant I was going to be fighting everything. So um, I think I did get him about halfway down in health, though. So I should feel pretty pretty good about the first run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've not had the fortitude to want to go back and try all over again yet. It gotcha. kind of defeated me that day, and so I left it alone. <laughs> but it is a fun game, and I'm hoping one day that it to actually beat it. So, mm-hmm. but did, I actually saw that it was on sale. On the flash sale they're doing on PSN. It was. So, uh, yeah, like yeah. five or six it's, bucks off, something like oh, that. Yeah, if totally you listen to this early morning, it's still going on, so you can probably go get it. Yeah, you should possibly get your phone out and get it now. So mm-hmm. I got a question, though, about it, Lace. Um, mm-hmm. Is the the final boss, like, the only, I've seen this one huge boss that I fought. He's, like, as big as the screen. He's, like, up on the, what, the bridge or the tower. Okay. And I just. Well, I, was it the Black Bridge? Yeah, yeah, Black Bridge. Yeah, that's not the final boss. Yeah, no, that no. is a boss. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is, yeah. is Does he like that? Is he that kind of well, hard? That dude's hard. How, yes. And you beat that guy? But, yeah. Nice. Well, I've gotten through all of them but the final one now. Mm. So, And I almost had it done in about an hour because now with the permadeath feature, I've 
done the same couple of levels so many freaking times now that I kind of can get through them fairly fast. But the last boss has like two things on the end where there's spikes on it, of course. And then a couple of ledges that are ice. But as soon as you jump on it, like it'll disappear after a, a split second. And then the boss just spawns into like almost every elite thing and you have to go through all of them and it's nonsense at its finest. It was really hard. And I had like 5,200 hit points. Like my tactics were insanely high. I had an amazing (laughs) yellow bow. Just wasn't in the cards. I didn't know what to expect yet. And I kept getting blown onto the spikes. And as you know, that takes... A, a lot. million health away from you right away, so yeah. you can't really get hit. And I'll get it one day, but one it, day. it was not in the cards that day that I felt like starting all over again. What about you? You been playing anything? Uh, still trying to play Just Cause Three, but every time I sit down with it, I just I feel like I'm being pulled away by something else. You know, yeah. either something's distracting me or I can't focus on it. So all I've really been doing, and not to say this is a bad thing, it's just it's been a nice escape, but I haven't really focused on the story per se. Mm-hmm. It's just I look around and I see all these areas that need to be liberated. Right. So I'll <laughs> go and I'll turn up some rock music of some kind that just sounds like an anthem to go destroy shit and then go destroy shit. That, and that's a great thing to do on yeah. that game. So it, it kind of fits in pretty well. So I've been doing that. Yeah. But to actually sit down and, and really get into it i don't i don't know why i can't seem to find the focus that's the same thing maybe you're just not as into it as you thought well i I feel like i am it's just i can't i guess not that much yeah i guess there's always something else that's kind of being like hey pay attention to me and i'm like yeah okay it's that time of year dude Woo! a piece of candy yeah a piece of candy piece of (laughs) squirrel so yeah that's but hopefully (laughs) hopefully i can do that i am a little excited I don't think I'll stop playing Just Cause 3 just yet, but because of that flash sale, I did plop down some money on Guacamelee 2. Ooh, how much did you nice. get for 15. Okay. So it's, uh, it was a little cheap. I so I said, why not? I still got to play that one too. I have it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think now I'm through most of the games that I needed to do. Like I sound like I needed to do that. I had yeah. planned for like stream and stuff like that. And like, I'm hoping that I can get to that maybe I mean, when, right before when, TwitchCon <laughs> or after. One day, hopefully, you can say need to, because we'll be getting yeah. paid for this. On <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and not more, more than more than we do. Yeah, so we'll see. All right, let's let's get into some news. We have got a few news bits news. this week. Um, first thing I've got here is last week we had Microsoft announce Project X Cloud, mm-hmm. the company's attempt at the streaming video game service. This announcement comes very close to Google's announcement. The week before about Project Stream showing in my book that uh, neither company has clever name design because Mm -hmm. those are both (laughs) terrible. Uh, But despite that, Microsoft said that Project X Cloud is all about providing gamers with more options in where and when they play while giving a mobile only player experience that has never been seen before. So what's interesting about that? is the last part actually kind of gives off a different vibe because Google's Project Stream says that you get to play any game you want from your browser. Right. So, I mean, you're going to have to have your laptop, your you know, your <coughs> desktop, whatever, but you can stream any game you want, like, what was that, Assassin's Creed? Odyssey. Odyssey mm-hmm. from your browser. But this, the way they're talking, 
is you would be able to play games like Halo, Forza, Sea of Thieves from your Gears. mobile phone. From your mobile phone? From your mobile phone. So all you'd have to do is hook it up like with a controller via Bluetooth to your phone, and you could play it right there. They are that confident that they are going to be able to do this. Now, they they actually showcased footage of devs doing this, but you yeah, know it is. It can be doctored. Not saying it is. Not saying it is. Just saying it can happen. But anyway, I kind of feel like that this is their way of. Um, I mean, it's. It, don't get me wrong. It's a very unique approach to gaming on the go. But this really feels like their attempt to curve the market where Nintendo's kind of dominating with this gaming on the go idea. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to find another way to come out with it. They're saying that they're going to have this out next year. And I will say this just as a, as a little side note to what I just kind of pointed out is that Microsoft is, is looking to do what Nintendo is doing. We've, there are rumors going around that Sony's also looking into it. This is what, Nintendo's innovation does. It gets other people to think outside the box. And it, now, granted, I know I was, I'm, I've given the Switch a little bit of grief, but only because of the Wii U. Okay. And I'm not <laughs> saying I don't like the Switch. I don't know. It seems like a very interesting idea. But I'm just saying their innovation has other companies wanting to innovate as well and do something better than what they did. Yeah, but Sony did this with uh, the remote play guy. And but, but but look how that didn't Well, see, really this think. is why competition's very healthy, right? Exactly. Like when you exactly. have all these things competing against each yeah. other, this is why we have tech at such an amazing level as it is now and probably things that we haven't even been able to know about mm-hmm. yet. I think it's going to be cool. And and that's that's why I don't want to see Nintendo disappear. Because if mm-hmm. anything, they will continue to stoke this fire that makes other people innovative. I think they all do it to each other. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Nintendo's always the one in the forefront doing... Not always. Most of the time. Now, this right here, Remote Play, like- was way before the Switch. It was. Yeah, it came out when PlayStation nah. 4 came out. They did it on PlayStation 3 with the Vita. Nah. It didn't work as good, yeah, but, yeah, were they, but they were just they- refined it. But for the mobile stuff like that, I think that's like what you were saying. It might be because now we don't have to specifically come up with this whole brand new hardware Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or, you know, you can use this and we're coming up with a really innovative way for you to be able to do that. That's not going to cost you three, four hundred dollars. Exactly. So we'll see how that works because that's what it's all about. They they don't want you to have to buy something new. That's one of the things they, they pointed out. You know, but did you say you need a controller? Well, yeah. I mean, you obviously have to have a controller. And which, a Bluetooth dongle. But and now I'm confused. I know. Follow me here. <laughs> Lack of <laughs> hardware uh-huh. doesn't matter except for a controller. They didn't say okay. that specifically, but yeah, there's a hole in that. I don't think it's going to work. Um, okay. Who well, I'll wait and see. We'll I'll see. wait and see. We'll see. That, yeah. yeah. That's what we'll say. I'm just saying. I know what you're when, saying. In five we'll years see. when all of us are exclusively playing on our holodeck phone, you know. Yeah. Okay, uh, next story I've got is we finally got a full cast announcement for The Witcher. And I have okay. I have to say, I have no idea who these people are. I didn't either. So, it's probably uh, perfect, actually. Yeah, so let's run it. Let's run down real quick and, and see if, uh, what you think. Uh, we've got Henry Cavill, obviously, as mm-hmm. Geralt of Rivia. Mm-hmm. 
Then we have somebody named Anya Chalotra. There we go, Chalotra. I just have to enunciate these words slowly Mm. and they come to me. (laughs) Take your time. Anya Chalotra, she's playing Yennefer. Uh, The only thing she's been in of note was Wanderlust. Yeah, that's what I was like. I don't remember her in Wanderlust. Like she, maybe? Yeah, but that's, that's about all she's done. Uh, then Siri is being played by Freya Allen, assuaging all those fears that they were going to get a minority that everybody blew up about. But so is she not a cake then? No, she's about as pale and white as you could possibly get. Now, she was, uh, the only thing of note that I could see was Into the Badlands. She was in one episode of that, playing a younger version of a character in a flashback. So probably not somebody you'd think about or remember yeah, not in an remember. episode. So. Uh, but she's she's definitely a kid, somewhere 14, 15, maybe a little older. I don't know. But she's a kid. Okay. Uh, Princess Renfrey, which I don't recognize some of these characters. They might have not have been in the games. I don't know. Oh, my God. I totally thought you were saying that was the actor's name. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's being played by Millie Brady. Uh, she, okay. She's been in uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. So a lot of names with long, long titles. Uh, then Tai Tisaya. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, she, she's being played by Mayanna Burring. Now, she actually did a voice in The Witcher 3. She played uh, Anna Henrietta, who I don't recall, but she, she was in it. She, she did there. a voice. Uh, she was also been in uh, Breaking Dawn one and two and Downton Abbey. She's about the only one outside of Henry Cavill that's actually had work. Downton Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have Iced, who's being played by. Uh, this is a good one. Bjorn Heilner Haraldsson. He's not yeah. Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's only been in the Borgias. That sounds familiar, but it was I've on never Showtime, seen it. I believe. Maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say on Showtime or HBO, one yeah, of those I don't premium something cable about channels. like the Pope or mm. something like that. Uh, then there's Mouse Sack, whose name just sounds really awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's being played by Adam Levy. Uh, he's been in Supergirl, uh, the TV series of Snatch, and then Snatch. He was Peter in AD. The Bible continues. Nice. I yeah. remember him from that. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember either. All right. And then we're going to run through the rest. Uh, we've got uh, Queen Calenthe. I think I nailed that. Jody May. She was in Last of the Mohicans and one episode of Game of Thrones. Nice. I like her the best okay. so far. Then Fringilla, which I would imagine that's like Fringilla. Fringilla sounds right. Uh, she's being played by Mimi Nid. Why do they put two consonants together? Nidwin Winnie. Nid. N D I W. E-N-I. You figure it out. Uh, she's been in Cinderella, The Legend of Tarzan, and one episode of Doctor Who. And then finally we have uh, Sabrina being played by Therica Wilson-Reed. I'm going to assume Thank it's you, Therica, for, yeah. for having your last name Wilson-Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her, she's been in uh, <laughs> stuff like The Last Call and Foxtrap, which I have no idea what those are either. Uh, but along with this announcement, there was a breakdown of the characters by the showrunner herself. She says, Jennifer is daring and bold, shrewd beyond belief. Siri is feisty, or a feisty iconoclast, just learning her role in the world. Uh, 
That doesn't make sense. Oh, while her grandmother, the Queen Kalenthi, is the lioness of Sintra and the loving, oh, and lovingly married to her husband, the Skelligan warrior Ist, played by Bjorn Gjorn <laughs> In their, in their court sits the druid Mouse Sack, leading the magical academy at a true. Are Why do they come up with these names? You know what? You, you know, I just out. feel like all the fans that are watching this or listening to this right now are probably like losing their mind. Like it's clearly pronounced blah blah. I know what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know these things. So there you go. If you want to go look this up, so I don't have to read it anymore, just do it. I appreciate. Please. It. <laughs> He's tearing these names up. Yeah, I mean it's just it's terrible. They they've cast so many weird names, but hey, maybe one day we'll know who they are. Right now, exactly. I don't. So. Uh, I'm ready for that. That's what we're excited for. If I had Netflix. Okay. Uh, Quickets. Quickets. Okay, I got a few. First of all, Sony announced that name changes are coming to PSN. Woo, finally. So, yeah. What are you going to change your name to? I'm not changing my name. Okay. So you don't really care? (laughs) No, but I'm just glad that they gave that option. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Sony's also putting a legal smackdown onto a California man who was selling jailbroken PS4s. Smackdown. Yeah. I don't know what beyond a cease and desist, but they're doing it. But why, though? Because it's violating their copyrights. Okay. Yeah. That's all I can really tell you. <laughs> uh, also on the subject of Sony, they got, they got a lot of quickets today. Uh, there was a headline that read, Sony confirms next PlayStation. However, yep. yeah, if you read the article uh all that was really said was that the next generation of consoles was a necessity mm-hmm. so he yeah. really didn't say oh yeah we're making that he just said yeah w- i mean it's gonna happen but i mean we are uh, overdue yeah Ice technology is, is advancing i just feel like it was duh okay <laughs> at that point he doesn't want it to be out it's a secret yeah, this just in. Water is wet. But this is this is people <laughs> nitpicking and try to try to find those. He said it. He kind of he didn't quite say it, but he did say it's going to happen. So he confirmed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, you're stretching here. Yeah. Uh, another thing I've got is Skybound Entertainment cut a deal with Telltale Games to finish the final season of The Walking Dead. Thank you. Yes. But are they going to pay the people? They better. Well, there's a lawsuit out, so I'm pretty sure they will. I'm hoping they just bring back on the same people who were creating it, because who would know better than those who have already been writing the code, doing the things? Like that would that would be the uh, smart making the script. You know, Mm -hmm. like they said, like I read something that said that the um, they didn't do anything wrong because they were in talks with somebody to keep the company going. So you don't have to give them notice. I mean, it's still an asshole thing to do. Bullshit. See, I thought I heard the loophole was that before this all happened, they already have like a paper trail of them trying to get funding or going bankrupt already. And if that's the case, then you can do it like that. I mean, see, now look at all the rumors flying. Yeah. yeah, that's the same thing I heard. Loophole. Yeah, something like that, where it's like if they had proof that they were losing money beforehand, ergo, they tried to correct it wasn't able to and then by mm. law it was okay because mm. they tried or something i don't know i'm probably really distorting the story it's still no, wrong a, almost ex- yeah it's still an asshole thing to do oh for sure 
sure. TwitchCon 2018 will feature a Bethesda showcase and have its very own Fortnite Hall. Thank God. Yeah. Well, y'all needed that. Lace, I know you're excited about Fortnite Hall. I didn't know how it was going to go all weekend. Well, there you oh, go. Oh, wait, my phone. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> of xCloud. Thank you, xCloud. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But uh, I don't get parent? internet at TwitchCon, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Uh, now, apparently, I didn't know if you all knew this or not, but Fallout 76 has dragons. Aren't they called Death Calls? No, they're called dragons. Oh. They're, oh. Did they make it over from Skyrim? Yeah, they got wings and everything. They're, they're dragons. Nope. How about that? I think somebody oh. accidentally wrote the wrong code in the game and went, well... <laughs> Now it no. has dragons. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph screwed it's too everything expensive up. expensive to take them out. Well, we'll see. I, yeah, how's that going to be? Damn it, that was supposed to be a death claw. <laughs> right? Oh, sorry, How shit. do you get wings? They're painted pink. It's flying now. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. A flying death claw? Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Lace, since since we were just talking, I know we veered off into to fall out there for a moment, uh-huh. but a beta for Fortnite Mobile is now available Boom. on Android. Android. Oh, now, I didn't. Now, no, I wasn't allowed to play it this whole time. I mean, I just now I could. you know. Now I know. You have no I've excuse. I've been searching clearly, mm-hmm. but I, but yeah. now it's out there. You can. You have no excuse. You have I don't. no excuse. None. It's I really all don't. over the I place. I mean, I have a console, I have a phone, and I have a PC. Mm-hmm. So what are these times? I should actually mm-hmm. get around. You can it. even do it when you go to the bathroom. I could. Yep. You could. I hope you do. Does it seem? <laughs> does it seamlessly go from one platform to the next, like the Switch? You know, it's, it does now. I think mm-hmm. it's getting there if it hasn't already. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Ubisoft is going to release remastered versions of Assassin's Creed Three and Assassin's Creed Three Liberation, and is considering more crossovers for uh, Nintendo games, like their little Rabbids Mario game. Nah, they want more. Nah, nah. So, so y'all interested in that? Nope. Nope. Yeah, really. No. Okay. Uh, I Google cast all the Assassin's Creed ones. Yeah. Uh, Google's going to end its uh, Google Plus service. Are y'all, y'all sad about that? Don't care. I mean, what I don't go- use what it is Google anyway. Plus? What is Google Plus? I don't know. Yeah. I exactly. feel like I used it just to like quickly log into new things I was signing up for because it popped <laughs> yeah. up and then I could click my email and then we were on our way. I mean, it was like their attempt to try and be Facebook or something, and it was just like, oh, what the hell is this? Oh, I think oh, I've Google it, yeah. Plus. Okay. You know, it just Garbage. didn't work. It. it never worked. It was I never going to be anything. I still wish the hot tub, uh, hot tub time machine was true, and it would be called Lugal. Lugal? Yeah. Why the Lugal? He made it. Is this an inside he made joke? Hot, hot tub time machine. He's just, he's he's latching onto a game, or a movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's It'd be a lot cooler, I think. Um, A man has set a new Guinness World Record for the most PlayStation Platinum trophies. Why did you say it like that? A man? A man. He is a man. He couldn't be a woman? No, it was a man. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I was just letting you know. <laughs> this person. Would you, li- would you like to know how many Platinum trophies he has? I would love 10, to. 10,000. 1,717. That's a lot. But. He has 70,120 trophies overall. God. That's including the platinum ones? Jesus Christ, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have somewhere in the range of 6,000, and that's just from playing for years. 
That's so you're not, not even really Well, then what's the record of overall trophies? Because you said he or achievements. You said he just holds the platinum one, right? The platinum. Right. Record? I don't know. I don't know about that. I one. probably have like I fifty. I don't even know, man. I mean, it's I don't even there. know about the achievement till it pops up, and I went, "Oh, look, I did a thing," and then yeah. I forget. I mean, it has. I'm gonna say I have like 20. I don't know. You might have more than that. I probably do. I just I've never maybe really maybe looked. a few, a few, maybe a hundred. I don't know. I've had the uh, PlayStation for like five years. It's bound to have happened, right? Sure. Yeah. Totally. And finally, Monster Hunter has actually begun filming, and wouldn't you know it, Mila Jovovich is in the movie. Mm-hmm. That should have been a no-brainer, considering we talked about the director last week. Her husband. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming she's going to be the star? I don't know. I would imagine she seems I, to be the... Or a, a very primary character, for sure. Yeah. So, we'll see. But, yeah, that's that's all I got for Quick Hits. Quick Hits are done. Nice and quick. Truth or Trash? Truth or Trash? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I've only got two. That's okay. <clears throat> we'll take them. First... Bully 2 is in pre-production and will be announced next year. Oh, Jesus. Please be true. I don't think it'll be announced next year because it's too close to Red Dead Redemption. I but feel I, I already kind of know about this, so I feel like it's bad for me to answer. No, you must. Well, if, with you saying announced next year, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Trash. Okay. I feel I like they true. are talking about it, but I'll just, I, I saw that they were casting for another game and you know how fast mm-hmm. Rockstar goes through their games. That's why I don't think it'll be next year. Okay. It's, it's my that's reasoning. What, that's what all this is about. It's about the, the rumor itself. Yeah. Is yeah. it true or not? I say that it's, it's partly true. I say that they are working on Bully 2. There's been such an outcry for it, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. why no, did you be ever great. stop to begin with? But I liked it. it will not be announced next year. No. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my process. I feel like it's coming, but not next year. Or announcing okay. it next year. So two trashes, huh? Two. Tra- well, yeah, I guess two trashes. Unless I'm they threw the us off with their casting announcement, and it actually is for Bully too, you know. And in which no, case, no. I'll I'll eat my words later. But I'm gonna say trash for next year. I mean, I gotta make these difficult, guys. I yeah, you just, do. You I know, give it to you. Easy. See, we're having the nice, healthy debate done. about it, though. That's you know. And finally, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite will be rebranded as Marvel vs. Capcom 4 on the very next update. Hmm. Why? They want to end it? So Marvel vs. Capcom 4 mm-hmm. is what they're going to rename it? I'm going to say truth. Okay. I have no mm-hmm. argument to back it up. I'm going to say trash. Like, why? Why? I don't know. Yeah. Unless, I mean, unless, a, unless it's just to end it. Like, okay, like we need to change the perception of this. We want to go to a different universe. Sponsor this forever. Something. And they're worried about legal battles or something. You know, infinite. That's forever. You know how the internet is. But, I mean, it does kind of loop into the story or so I'm told. I don't know. I've not played it. Played a demo. <laughs> played a demo. Okay. Well, so. Tr- I guess trash. Okay. Fair enough. Weird news? Weird news. Is there sex in it? Uh, Well, I, I'm sure that if you look hard enough, yeah. Awesome. I'm ready. But 
Can, uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Can you guess what it's about, or at least where its its origin is coming from? Hmm. Can you give me one hint? It seems to be every week in weird news. For uh, uh, Donald Trump. Probably close. <laughs> uh, in this weird news? I feel like it's yeah. always Fortnite. For some reason now, Nintendo, their, their official distributor in Taiwan, has given... Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, an M rating. Damn. Were they looking for dildos? I don't know. One might Is assume. One might assume this may have something to do with the uh, Stormy Daniels Trump uh, thing, but at the same time, I just don't see how. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Maybe I, I don't know. understand. I don't know. Uh, apparently, Nintendo is has yet to look into it, but I'm, I would assume they should because I don't really feel like the game should be rated M. It's a kid's game. No. Yeah, I, I might have to like read something about that because I'm not tracking why that has anything to do with the other. But uh, well, again, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm it... under that assumption. Yeah. This is why it's weird news. It shouldn't be rated M. No. It was... Unless, so, uh, looking, unless they really are looking for dildos, then yeah. You right never know. You never know. All right. <laughs> Wait, I think I just figured it out, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. she, I did too. When she said that. Huh? Okay. Toad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. All right. Toad. You guys are. Damn it, Lacia. Oh, Why did you go there? I never. I did not see the picture. <laughs> Until then, and then I, I guessed Donald Trump, and for some reason, it did deal with Donald it Trump a little. my brain a little bit to make the full circle, but I think I understand now. Gotcha. Anyway, what else is weird? Uh, that That's all I had of weird news. That's all you needed. Jeez. But hey, guess what time it is now? It's time for... I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> so, um, trying to find things that you people will buy... Seems like it's a little difficult here. Yeah, but you pick crap. You know, I mean... I don't know. I thought I was an easier sell than Todd was, but if, you if, Fallout stuff for me, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you got Fallout merch, yeah. you, you want it. If it's Kingdom Hearts, you really don't. Yeah. However, it does seem like, you know, if I'm I'm kind of preaching around the retro circuit, you, you might have a little bit of interest, right? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, let's see where this takes us. Now, Midway is a company that I feel was very synonymous with arcades. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd walk into any arcade and a large portion of games would have their name attached to it. If you're feeling nostalgic about some of those titles, perhaps I could interest you in the Midway Gaming Box. Hmm. All right. This box is designed to resemble an arcade cabinet and is chock full of little goodies. And it will make you yearn for the days of the old arcade. Would you like to know what's inside that box? Please tell me. I would love to. First of all, the box is designed to look like an arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. All yeah. flashy. So you, you already have that going in. Can you put like, a quarter oh, in it? Ooh, I don't know. That would be cool. It would be cool. Like it's a bank too. Perhaps. <laughs> See, you, you could have <laughs> sold it. Um, I would bought it if it was a bank. <laughs> when you crack this arcade cabinet open... You're going to find yourself a Rampage journal featuring art of George, Ralph, and Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a Defender Teeny Tin 
which is like, you know, the game defender, and it looks like a little lunchbox. You know, it, it, it's not a full-size lunchbox, but it looks like a lunchbox. Is this box. not a... Is, you can't play games on this? No. It's a, it's a gaming box. Just chill out here. Damn it. Then you have two bumper stickers, oh, one of Joust shit. and one of Gauntlet. <sighs> a paper boy sheet magnet. Jesus. A Joust boinger. What? Vinyl figure. You know those things that you, you pull back and they go boing, 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 boing. My, like that. my God, man. Yeah. Wow. No, well, no, it's it's kind of like it's on a spring and you just you pull the little figure oh. back and it just kind of yeah, yeah, wobbles yeah. about. Looks like that little kid's toy at the, uh, you could ride it at the uh, park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I don't want it. And then finally you have a Spy Hunter pin. I'd steal the Spy Hunter pin and I would sell the rest of the box. This box will ship this November. And you can pre-order yours right now. How much will you give me for this box? $15, no more. What what is the size of the box? I mean, it's it's a pretty good size box. Um if I'm answering for real, I'm gonna say no, because it just sounds like way too much more clutter in my life. <sighs> God. <laughs> but if we're putting a price on it for what I would buy it. Okay, for. but what what would you pay if you were willing to pay for it? Um I bet you like 150 bucks. God, you, you would pay a lot of stuff, and I bet they're gonna like probably like a custom cabinet thing that it comes with. If we're mm, talking like no. a decent sized box, I wouldn't pay more than 29.99 for it. Well, you're in luck, buddy. It's 29.99. Oh wow! I meant 15. Good job. Yeah. I was I just want thinking it. what they would actually charge for it. No, no, no. This is very affordable. It and is that's full that, of that's all a, the uh, arcade classics you want. That's a real nice surprise, Clark. Right? Glad you. Yeah. All right, it's time for some release dates. Let me run through these real quick. Do it. First, we have on October 16th, Starlink Battle for Atlas for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Warriors Orochi 4 for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Heavy Fire Red Shadow for PS4, PSVR, and Xbox One, and PC. Valkyria Chronicles for Nintendo Switch. Home Sweet Home for PS4, PSVR, and Xbox One. X-Hoarder for Nintendo Switch. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Lego DC Super Villains for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Crayola Scoot <laughs> for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. The Hunter Call of the Wild 2019 Edition for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So excited for that. And if you don't have, you know, if you don't have one of those, but you have a Nintendo Switch, you can get Big Buck Hunter Arcade for the Nintendo Switch. So you got hunting things to do either way. Uh, For Honor, Marching Fire Expansion, and the Marching Fire Edition for PS4 and Xbox One. Rapala Fishing Pro Series for Nintendo Switch. And Fast Striker for PS4 and PS Vita. On the 17th of October, we have the Jackbox Party Pack 5 for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I wonder what they got in that. I'm kind of curious. But they, I feel like the other one just good. came out, too. Yeah, I know, right? I guess they're going to start making them an annual thing. But they're fun. Uh, we've got Daru, the Art of Cooperation for Nintendo Switch. Then Resonance of Fate 4K and HD Edition for PC. Then on October 18th, we have the Resident of Fate 4K and HD Edition for PS4. Center Sacrifice for Redemption for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. 
Siberia 3 for Nintendo Switch, Will, A Wonderful World for Nintendo Switch, The Room for Nintendo Switch, Moto Racer 4 for Nintendo Switch, and Drift Legends for Nintendo Switch. Good God. On the 19th of October, we have Soul Calibur 6 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, Dark Souls Trilogy for PS4 and Xbox One, Dark Souls Remastered for Nintendo Switch, I Hate Running Backwards for Nintendo Switch, and Tied Together for the Nintendo Switch. Then finally, we have Pipe Push Paradise for the Nintendo Switch on October 20th. Hmm. Whew, those are our release dates. That's a lot of release dates. Mm-hmm. A lot of them for the yes. Switch. Yeah, yeah. I, I was been reading that um, they have actually moved into the front of like all the developers are saying that they are easier to work with than Sony now. Hmm. Well, so a lot of people are saying that it they needed the games. They got well, the games. Well, I mean, it also probably helps that they're lending themselves a lot easier to independent developers as well. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so that's going to give you a lot larger of a library. It's true. All right, guys, you ready to play? What the hell did you just say? Hell, did you just say? What did you say? Uh, I've got a few, but I think I might I might skip a few because uh, you know it's a long list. We'll see. All right, first of all, Lace, you'll go first. Okay. Second, second. Shit, that's a tough second, one. Second, second. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. Uh, I think it's just a running app. So, like, when you're trying to beat your last time, every second of that second counts when you're um, trying to beat your old record. So, yeah, it's just totally a running app. Okay. Todd, ultimate hard bass defense. Hard bass? Mm-hmm. God dang. Ultimate hard bass. It's a, it's a, <laughs> a combat fishing game. <laughs> Love it. Okay. And you got to defend your bass. That's that's pretty much it. Okay. Lace, washed up. Washed up. Uh, so it's the sequel to the combat fishing game already. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when you have defeated all of your fish and they get washed up onto the shore, whoever can collect the most... Um, of the, the body's wins of the carcasses of the fish. Good. Boom. Todd? Bear hammer. Bear hammer. Mm-hmm. It's um like whack-a-mole, but it's with bears. Okay. I mean, you're hitting these bears on the head with a hammer. <clears throat> Hans. Hans? Hans. <laughs> <laughs> so... German Hans makes the mm-hmm. strudels, right? And so it's a time management game for how many strudels you can sell out of your truck. Um, and of course, it gets extremely complicated because all the different fillings that you can put in strudels and the different icings that people want, and they start to lose their temper, and it just makes uh, a very fast-paced click, get everything made kind of uh, game. And there's like only like 10 levels, though. Mm-hmm. Figured to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, like a runner, like grab my hands. <laughs> <laughs> step by step, it is. Uh, what was there? A, wonder a show called Step by Step mm-hmm. and a song. It's a point and, and click adventure based. Step by step, it, day by day. It's I'm a it, it's a point and click adventure based on that show. 
<laughs> now, does it does it star Patrick Duffy? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. The, the original cast is there, and they're doing the voices. Then I'm in. Steam only. Okay. <laughs> Chucky Egg 2017. Jesus. Chucky Egg 2017. Oh, my God. So, some of these are just like... Time waster games, I think, on PC. That's Chucky what egg. I think so, I, I too. I feel like it's just like a, um, what do you call those things? You put the rock Slingshot? Pull it back. Slingshot, thank you. You're like welcome. Chucky the eggs. That Maybe was bad. The- I'm sorry. I'm not good at this game today. <laughs> you're fine. Nobody's good at this game. And at different targets that are down the way, and you just got to make it into the targets with the egg. And the egg's name is Chucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're Chucky egg. Existence equals existence. Oh, it's deep. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's a story, a love story. Okay. But that's just the undertone. But it's different universes that exist simultaneously. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. I don't want to <laughs> spoil it for, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give it away. Cultist Simulator Dancer. Cultist, Cultist Simulator Dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's a rhythm game. Okay. Um, but obviously it's to cult <clears throat> chants. So like you, know, Ooh, you have your chants around there at the, you got the, the, the star in the center and all of your enemies are at each pentacle and you're in the center and every time the specific chant goes by, you've got to hit the button at the right time. Yep. Because that's like how it. the cults roll. I'm playing. Man. I know somebody that would play that. Hiding spot. Oh, easy. It's it's just hide and go seek. Okay. Kids in the neighborhood. That would be a. I think that would be kind of a cool little premise. Could be. <laughs> Her. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it stars Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> it's the point click um, adventure. Her. Point and click adventure her because I'm like I've heard of the game her story, just a, a coming of age, uh, feel good rom com, uh, where she is discovering her. Okay, and then the backdrops, boom! That's the trailer for it. Bolito Master, you play in this game called Bolito. What the fuck is Bolito? Is it a game? Well, it looks like bullet with an O, so bolito master. Oh, it's a Forgive my... cheap ripoff of guacamole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Except you're Mexican gangsters, so you're like, what are they? What was those little uh, guys? You the little homies? Mm-hmm. It's just based on those. Oh, okay. just the homies. Yeah, little homies. <laughs> the homies. God's basement. Um. So it's just a life simulator here on Earth um, as we're all just trying to get through this struggle. And I think um, it's just a step up from the actual Sims game because you actually have to go to work. You have to punch the time clock. You have to drive home. You have to take care of the kids. It's not really that fun. We're in God's basement. I don't know why they made it. Kato. Seven. The sequel. Kato. Oh my god. This I don't Kato. 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 Like plateau with cat. Kato. You have um oh that's stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say something about stacking cats. That wasn't going to be good. I just as good a guess as any. Yeah, yeah. Kato is a Japanese role playing game, and you play a woman that is um, hiding and acting like a man in the Japanese army. So Mulan? Yes, it's loosely based on that. So there's no dragons. (laughs) There's no dragons. All right. Escape the Enterprise. Escape the Enterprise. Um. So, it's a Star Trek thing, right? <laughs> right. My nerd card here. Um, and it's just like your escape room. So, you have to find the certain clues because, you know, the dude on the telegram thing is going to blow you up if you don't figure out what it is that he needs in there. And mm-hmm. um, it's like 10-minute uh, intervals in each room to Kay. stop dude from blowing you up. Got it. Hentai tentacle bicycle race. Oh my god, this has got people having sex with vines. I know for sure because it's hentai. Ain't that what that stuff is? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think every time I've ever seen a picture of it, like, oh, check the hentai, blah, blah, this, and then you look at it, and it's always some naked lady drawn with a just, I mean, a vine, just, you know, where it goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try to keep this M rated. Uh, you know where that guy was. Mm hmm. And she's riding a bicycle in this one. That's the only difference. Okay, Lace, you're going to have to bear with me on this one. Oh, God. Werewiss den soas das Spiel. Damn. I probably didn't say that right at all, but... Nobody says that right. Werewiss den soas das Spiel. So it's one of those makeover apps that you put on your PC, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, when you just decide you want a new haircut, new hair color, maybe some new clothes, you load yourself into that. And all of those words that you said are clearly Mm -hmm. just different articles of clothing (laughs) that you put on you so you could see what you look like a little fashion forward. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Todd, you're also going to have to bear with me. Oh, shit. P... Asterisk, 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 password. How many asterisks? Four. After the P. Yeah, it works oh, with pissed. what you're thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> pissed password, yeah. Uh, I was kind of thinking something else, but No, yeah. I'm not saying it. I'm not or maybe say you it. and I thought of it instead. I, I thought of sure. it, but okay. I'm not saying it. So what's it about? It's a... <laughs> It's a dating simulator. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's hentai in your back. You've got vines. <laughs> no, um, you have to sneak in these. It's by a Japanese developer. Mm-hmm. These girls, you, you wait till they go to sleep. You sneak in, and you try to get the password to their computers where you can find out all their secrets where you can get that mm-hmm mm-hmm. from them. Because if you know all their secrets, you got everything. Gotcha. Uh, what else we got? Uh, oh. Heavy Burger. Heavy Burger. Mm-hmm. Um. Be really nice if I could remember this person's name that I want to use right now. Heavy Burger. <laughs> so, um, I think you're just trying to see how many burgers you can feed in to, I don't know, some random stranger on the street. It's very rude, actually. But, mm-hmm. um. His name just, is Heavy. So, 
<laughs> I mean, well, we don't call him that to his face. Mm-hmm. Right. We do try to be a little um, sensitive to he his struggles. Sensitive. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Tiny, tazy town. It's a, um, seriously, a tiny town builder. Okay. Is that a max boxes or something? Yeah, like, like um, Facebook. It's like Weeble Wobbles. Mm hmm. And they wobble, but they don't fall down. Gotcha. So. Yeah, you got to build that little city. And those little guys run around. Sure. Yeah. Made by Tiny Builder. <laughs> Oil Patch Simulator. Oh, my God. I feel like a lot of these are just exactly what it sounds like. Um, exactly. So um, it spawned off of the outcry of the puddle from Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> since everybody was so upset about it, they decided to create um, a game where people could make oil patches and their puddles all to their heart's content. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, I would play that for about five minutes. Game quotes the game. It's a, like, um, oh, what was that game back in the day? The question game. You know what I'm talking about? Like Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. That's it. But it's, <laughs> yeah, Trivial Pursuit, but it is like game quotes. Is it? That's it. Yeah. Or like, what was the one with the DVD? Seen it? Uh, seen it. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh yeah, well it could no, it could be like that. It's kind of like Je- okay, I'm going to say it's like Jeopardy with video game quotes and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. But how many video game quotes are there really? That's what I'm saying. Like some of them will be like, "What scene is this game from?" Okay. Or or what is the next thing they say? Okay, you ready? I don't know. Yep. Lace. Mm-hmm. Pandas die. Oh well, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mortality simulator. So you're working at the, you know, the place, I don't know, where they always have all the pandas in that big, nice park, you know, where they're always being mm-hmm. honorary and going down the sl- slide. And, you know, this kid was taking care of the panda one day and, and it passed away. And we have to um, explain to the kid why the panda's going to a new farm. Okay. It's really teaching you sensitivity and sure. how to talk to, to children about death. It's good to be a pirate. RPG. It's exactly that. It's like uh, what everything that Sea of Thieves meant to be. Mm-hmm. But they did it right. With actual quests, though? Yeah, with cool quests and, and just the fun that's not in Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. They, they forgot the fun in Sea of Thieves. Gotcha. It's just a, a pirate game. Doublehead Shark Attack. Oh, well, it's another sailing game mm-hmm. and um, the freak of nature two headed shark is you're always on the lookout for it. But the thing is um, if you actually are able to spear it mm-hmm. with, you know, the spear, not like having spirit, um, it's now your new anchor. Supply chain idle. And I don't mean like, Idle American Idol, like ideally, like you're just sitting idle. Hmm. Supply chain idle. Yeah, so you've got to come in and figure out how to get the supply chain moving. Mm-hmm. That's the goal of the game. Gotcha. And finally, super potato bruh. 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 Like, hey, bruh. Bruh. Like that, super potato mm-hmm. bruh. Well, it's yeah. clearly about, you know, Mr. Potato Head's grandkids. 
opera. They grew up <laughs> sure. in California. And it is a point and click adventure on how they avoid becoming a spud. Good job. <laughs> all right. That's, that's all <laughs> okay, we got. It's really hard. Yeah, they can be. They are tough. And I skipped some. Okay. Lace, you have a little something for us today, do you not? I do. All right. What do you have? Is it a Christmas present? Is it a what? A Christmas present? It isn't a Christmas present. I mean, well, it could be the present of knowledge. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we're all about. Depending on how much knowledge is it imparting. Um, But... Yeah, so I just kind of put together um, some history about some FMV games. If anybody's known me for even a little bit, you know, FMV has kind of always been um, my favorite go-to genre since I was a kid. When it became a thing, I can remember finally getting a Windows 3.1, running in and firing up Phantasmagoria with a couple of my friends. We'd turn off the lights, scream every time we died. At the time, it was just so amazing to see real actors doing these things on there and uh, played games like Journeyman Project, Seventh Guest, Eleventh Hour took up a good chunk of my time. And since I've always loved a good murder mystery, uh, one of my favorites is still in the first degree by Broderbun Software, if I could ever get that game working again it would i would lose even more time to it <laughs> um but so with my interest in fmvs i wanted to dig in a little bit further because they've had kind of a rise and fall since their inception where they they would be strong for a while and then tend to crash off the market um so after its growth in the 90s you kind of seeing that fmvs have taken a backseat to video games with bigger and better graphics that could be created without an actor that eventually evolved into what it is today Although lately I've seen a nice revival in the genre, um, but in a really cool way. Uh, so, but before I get into the newest iteration of the genre, let's just take a look at some of the games that kicked off the F&B trend and how it shaped how we might be looking at them today. Uh, so in my research, the first wave of FMVs happened in the arcades in the early 80s. So uh, reading through the good old wiki, it tells me that Astron Belt from Sega and Dragon's Lair from Cinematronics could be considered the mom and dad of the genre starting back in 83. Uh, Both of these games used laser discs to store the videos uh, used in the game, which made the visuals a little bit higher quality compared to arcade games in this particular era. But using these visuals added to the limited nature of the FMV, the price to play was actually considerably higher than most people were used to. So if you were used to putting in a quarter, now you're putting in two. But the high cost of the hardware and some reliability issues that came with it caused its popularity to kind of go the way of the dodo. Uh, So between 85 and 87, they kind of dropped off the map. You didn't really see a whole lot more. But some of these companies tried reviving it, uh, such as RDI Video Systems, which had the unreleased console, the Halcyon, that used laser laser disc technology, was what I meant to say, and even had its own original FMV title, Thayer's Quest, which was planned for release. Again, the cost was a huge factor, which is why the console never even saw the light of day. But Atari had plans for Laserdisc titles, but wound up canceling more than they ended up releasing. And even Universal stopped development on games after releasing only one, despite having a hefty lineup of them. But uh, once the tech behind the Laserdisc had improved and became more reliable, there was a second attempt in the genre. Ironically, at this point, though, costs for the games had come down for the developer, but the price to play had gone up, which actually increased its popularity of Laserdisc games in arcades. So now if we jump to 1990, we now have the birth of Mad Dog McCree, which did extremely well in arcades. This was the first title. Did you play that one? Yes. It's... I remember having a blast with this game at arcades, um, trying to 
play it on any other platform, though, but we'll discuss that. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, this actually was the first title released by American Laser Games, which was a company that had previous, previously only made police training simulators. So they filmed all of the footage for Mad Dog McCree in New Mexico, used only local actors to fill the roles, and with the success in the arcade, a home console version was released for the 3DO, which is a video game console developed by 3DO Company by the founder of EA, Trip Hawkins, which used FMV exclusively and folded after only two titles. But <laughs> unfortunately, the game quickly uh, the game quickly lost its praise. So even though the 3DO was hyped to be the 1993 product of the year by Time Magazine, the game couldn't hold its footing in any other market either. It was eventually ported to the Sega CD, but the video was grainy and the manual diagrams on one of the levels was very indiscernible. But in spite of that, the Sega CD version was noted as the best port to that date. So in this same era, though, Dragon's Lair 2, which was shelved years earlier, was finally released with strong sales. Time Traveler is another one that uh, really took advantage of this technology and used a special projection to give the appearance of 3D visuals. The fad, though, faded again quite quickly in arcades. Laser discs weren't as interactive and replayable, which was always a problem, I feel, in arcade games regardless. But mm-hmm. then in 94, there was another slight resurgence when newer tech became available. Now, this is when I get on board here. So hard drives and CD-ROMs with increased capacity and eventually DVD-ROMs became commonplace in arcades. However, only cutscenes were taking advantage of FMV, not the gameplay, since options at this time were still very limited. Kind of like how uh, Quantum Break did in the 2016 game, where they just had those cutscenes in the middle. Um, So... How now, how do PCs play in this and home consoles? How do they help the genre? Well, in early 90s, PCs and consoles moved to creating games on CD, allowing the use of more than a couple of minutes of footage for a game. So soon, a slew of these games come up, came onto the market. Night Trap is probably extremely recognizable for some people. Mm-hmm. Seventh Guest, it, and so the, both of those were in 92, Night Trap and Seventh Guest. Phantasmagoria, which was in 95. And the Police Quest games, which was also in 95. Um, and I've already mentioned some of my favorites, like In the First Degree by Broderbund, which was also, I believe, 95. And uh, let's not forget, but you might have, but I have it, <laughs> Black Dahlia, which was released in 1998 <laughs> by Take-Two Interactive. And it had five discs. Wow. So still to this day, one of my all-time favorites, though, is X-Files. Yes. Yes. X-Files had an FMV game, so complete with Mulder and Scully. You had Skinner. You even had the cigarette-smoking man. Uh, Your playable character, though, was Agent Craig Wilmore, and you were tasked with finding the duo after they went after another one of Mulder's hunches. And let me tell you, I enjoyed this game over and over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's more is that it followed along (laughs) the same story of the show, somewhere between, I think, like the third and fourth season. So if you were a fan of the show, you just got much more story to love, but I digress. Um... So people were actually getting really excited about this technology coming to their home. And gaming became more mainstream with Windows 95, which it continued to evolve the capability of these games. So early FMV titles used game-specific proprietary video renders, which was optimized for the content of the video. So, for instance, like live action versus animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because CPUs of the day were incapable of playing back real-time MPEG-1. Now, these are terms you haven't used in a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> real-time time MPEG-1 until the fastest 486 and Pentium CPUs arrived. 
So consoles, on the other hand, used third-party codec like Sega's Mega CD games. As video quality increased and CPUs became more powerful to support higher quality video compression and decompression, you started to see these resurge. So for example, Seventh Guest, which is one of the first hits that used multiple CD-ROM discs, was one of the first to feature transparent quality at 640 by 320 FMV at 15 frames per second. So this was insanely fast for this time. And Sierra is a, huh? This is like HDR. Right? It kind of was to them, right? You're looking at it. I remember how amazing I thought it looked then, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sierra is also another really great example of taking advantage of this technology. And Phantasmagoria had seven discs. Wow. You kids today will never even know the struggle. All right? <laughs> you lost a disc. You didn't play the game. And that's just how it was. I recently ran into this issue, unfortunately, where I got through all the ones missing the last disc, and I was so sad, but I still don't know where it is. But anyway, (laughs) at this time, uh, so I'll come back to the point. Uh, The games uh, still were very pixelated, and high motion scenes would be extremely distorted, and working with very limited colors, there were visual problems, obviously. But still at the time, it really pushed the tech envelope and was seen as quite impressive. I remember thinking it looked fantastic. You thought you were watching TV. Now I go back to play them, though, with your HD monitors, in some cases 4K. They kind of look, well, it's really hard on the eyes. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And then you had QuickTime that kind of got Mm -hmm. thrown into the mix there for a while, uh, which a few titles took advantage of, which was kind of my bane, actually, every time you needed an update. Um, Then came along Johnny Mnemonic. For example, it was an interactive action movie and the first game made by a Hollywood studio. Sony ImageSoft reportedly spent over $3 million on this game. So I hope it did really well, <laughs> especially for the 90s. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> I did not look that one up. But, but the first FMV to actually feature Hollywood actors was Wing Commander 3, Heart of the Tiger, and the most significant FMV released. It came out in 94, had poor quality visually, but it was still praised at its time for its innovation and actually adding gameplay to FMV. So this is the first time we're starting to see it outside of just simply a point-and-click adventure. Now, it starred Mark Hamill, Malcolm McDowell, and if you look him up, you'll definitely recognize him because he's still working a ton today. There's just Mm -hmm. too many credits to name off. And John Rhys Davies, who's from The Lord of the Rings, playing Gimli. And Tim Curry, which I feel doesn't need any more of an introduction than that. So that's just to name a few of the people that were cast in this game. So uh, this might have added an extra reason for its praise. Um, It's because those are some big names to have in a game, especially for that time when games were just starting to kind of get their foothold for F&Bs. And the sales were solid. It earned 15.9 million on the PC version and roughly about 400,000 copies by October of 99. So in those, what, five year period of time there? Um, A Pentium processor though was required to get the full performance out of this game, which wasn't that common yet on home PCs. But it bragged that it didn't mind leading the way to hardware sales, believing that Pentium would soon be the standard for gaming and PCs. So next on the docket, CD-ROMs. That's what really changed what FMV could do. Night Trap, again, as we had mentioned earlier, is another game that most people old and young can recognize as how it was just remastered with three different ports of the game. Mm-hmm. But calling it a game is a stretch. Again, you're watching scenes and hopping from camera to camera to overhear certain passwords and set off traps to protect certain people from aliens 
which look like ninjas. Um, this is <laughs> no, they're right. <laughs> I'm not really sure where they were going with that. Still fun, but um, it was more akin to like watching a B-rate movie, right? The acting was poor, even though I still found it fun, and the special effects were extremely low budget and very amateur. But it didn't really matter much for the time for uh, for the time period. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, but why though did the genre die for so long? Um, most of it can just go back to speculation to hardware and software issues and FMVs just weren't that much fun or diverse in its gameplay. As we were mentioning, most of it was just watching scenes. Uh, they were almost always adventure games, QTE button mashers. But once 3D graphics started to take off, consumers set their sights on those as it was new and exciting for its time. So by the time PS2 and Xbox arrived, FMV basically became extinct. So now if we jump to today, there's been a nice uptick in the genre, though, with some really amazing games, with Steam and the digital marketplace making games easier to distribute. Cheaper and more niche games have found a revival. So you can see this with other genres, such as like the roguelike games and dungeon crawlers are two examples. But Wales Interactive can take a good amount of credit here by producing some great FMV titles over the last years. I don't know if any of you have played The Late Shift. Mm -hmm. which released in 2016. It is a 100% story game where you have to choose the lead's actions during certain story points. And they're usually on a timer to add a little bit of anticipation to it. Um, but seriously, go play this game. The acting is freaking phenomenal. And even if you aren't a gamer, just go play it for the story. It was a gripping action from start to finish. It had seven different endings. I had a freaking blast. And then uh, Wales Interactive also had The Bunker, which is a fully FMV point-and-click game, which centers around one man trapped in a bunker during the war, and it has a pretty emotional storyline. Is that uh, but if, mm -hmm. uh, 2000, I think 16 or 17, actually. Yeah, so fairly recent mm -hmm. for The Bunker. Yeah, I kind of um, remember that. You do remember that? Did you play I it? I do. I don't think, I think you played I it. I played it. Yeah, mm -hmm. he played it and talked to me about it. Yeah, it is a great game. I don't know about replayability, um, but for one time through, I think it was a nice short play. What, two, three hours? Probably at best. Give it a, yeah. to finish. Um, but then going back to 2015, though, uh, Sam Barlow, he's a designer who worked on the Silent Hill series. He released Her Story, which is the first one that I can remember to catch my eye in the most recent years. The, the story here is fantastic. The, the price is like five bucks, guys. Go get it. The acting is top notch. Barlow worked on two more projects, one of which was Hashtag War Games, which was more of an interactive series also, which I also played. Really great story on that one, too. Um, this one has you jumping from camera to camera to gather the full scope of the story. And depending on which camera you focus on per playthrough depends on what ending you get. Hmm. I'll be honest. I don't know how many endings there are. Um, but this started to make me scour the webs to see if the genre was actually starting to take a new hold. And I was happy because Contradiction released in 2015, which was the first fully interactive all video mystery adventure game. The entire game is live action video. The acting was well done, albeit extremely campy, but in the best possible way. And really made me sad to see that it left itself open for a sequel, only to hear that it may not be happening at all, coming from the lead actor anyway. I'm really sad. I need to know who I need to riot to to get that happen. But, <laughs> but now we'll just come around to my favorite from the last few years. The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker by Devecki Studios that came out in 2017. And oh my God, I cannot say enough amazing things about this game. 
it's easily in the top five of my FMB games of all time. It's deservedly won awards, and I believe it's actually even in the record books for the most filmed video in any game to date. It has 1,600 plus full screen HD videos. So in this game, you are the psychiatrist trying to solve a murder whilst treating the unusual patients of the recently deceased Dr. Decker. So this one, you actually type a question and the patients reply in full screen video and have questions for you too. So you have to kind of be careful what you say and your words will determine their eventual fates and your own fate. So it's very Lovecraftian murder mystery. Can you see I love murder mysteries? Mm -hmm. I keep coming back to those. Um, But you also have six suspects and five I know you can't see my quotation marks, but five side quest patients to interact with. And every time you play the game, the murderer is randomly selected. So even if you've played this game before, you could get a different ending. I've gotten three so far, I think. Um, So it has since been ported to home consoles, though, recently, I think a few months ago on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And over the years, gained popularity even with newcomers to the FMV genre. So they did a fantastic job, and I can't say it enough. So if you like FMV, go get it. It's totally worth it. Um, This developing company by Linda and Tim Cowles is also releasing the Shape-Shifting Detective, which now has a release date of November 6th. I will be playing it. And I'm going to toot my own horn here for just a little bit. <clears throat> but I do have a narrator voiceover in the shape-shifting detective as well. Nice. So I might have an extra bias why you should go get this game. Um, I would have told you to regardless, but I'm a little excited about that. I get to be in a video game. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so I'll definitely be pr- uh, playing this game. Pick it up, wish list it, do whatever. Just don't miss it. I'm I really, I'm really excited about this game. And, and and actually, right now, if you pre-order, they are offering 20% off on the shape-shifting detective right now. So, as you can see, over the years, technology kind of seems to be the biggest reason why FMVs have kind of gone up and down for the genre. Although, with tech being as well flourished as it is today and still continuing to improve above what we can possibly imagine, I think we can start to see more amazing versions of this genre for years to come. So, it's my hope because I still truly love them, and I'm extremely excited. To see that they're making a revival um but before i completely wrap it up i am going to throw out just a few fmvs that i feel deserve special mention that some people may not even be aware existed um so there's been some heavy hitters as we mentioned earlier um, with wing commander for actors that have lent their talents in a few of these games mm-hmm. uh one of them i want to mention is crystal christopher lloyd lent himself as the lead character in a game called toonstruck in which Lloyd is trapped in a cartoon show of his own character's creation. It was originally released in 96 for DOS, uh, but it's recently seen a re-release on GOG with support for Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. So if you want to look that up, you can totally get a hold of it now. This game gets super, super weird. And if you're into trying FMVs, this is one that I recommend. Harvester, which released in 96, gives you a great idea of how this tech was used for FMV and also gives you a good idea of the type of writing that was being used in these games. If you want strange, unusual, if you constantly want to say WTF to yourself, like every couple of minutes for a few hours, play this game. I I can't even tell you how freaking bizarre it is unless you've played it. It's just really freaking weird. And I would also Um, uh, like to mention with Harvester, be aware of the time period it was made in. That's because fair. there are certain comments made within the game that could the really dialogue, be yep. considered like highly offensive today. <laughs> that is a very fair point. That is a very so, fair point. So just, yes, do keep in a, mind it was yeah, 90s. It's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. 
So. Not saying it was right or wrong that either, but you nope. know, just things saying. evolve over time. No, that's a very fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christopher Walken starred in The Ripper, which released in 96. Uh, one that I will admit I never finished. It was hard. I felt dumb. <laughs> Even Walken couldn't keep me trying. Um, it was great, though, until this one dreaded puzzle just took me down and I never picked it back up. And remember, we didn't have all these walkthroughs that you could just easily find on the Internet. OK, no, before you, before all of you start keyboard warrioring me. Why didn't you look it up? OK, mm-hmm. like you just it wasn't that as accessible. Um, and then lastly, good old Jeff Goldblum, who stole the show of an FMV Goosebumps Escape from Horrorland, which also released in 96. I have yet to play this one. I cannot find it anywhere. So if anyone is listening that has a way, please let me know. I am begging you. I cannot find it anywhere. No abandonware, no GOG, <laughs> no nothing. And I want to play it. Because Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. But that's it. A little a little look back on the history of some FMVs, how it started, mm-hmm. where it is today, and I am freaking excited about it, guys. Drop some knowledge on us. That's right. That's two weeks ago knowledge has got dropped up in here. I mean, they are a very unique kind of game yeah. there i mean it's it's they have their own style to them you're not going to play any of those games and get the same experience as you would assassin's creed right. or super mario brothers or anything like that they are their un- own unique genre so i would recommend them i think they're fun they're a great escape and you know something different night trap now trust the me they're not all going to be gems no no no, no, no. i played a few today that well, they got my money, so good on you. But again, <laughs> but it, 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 I mean, to be fair, if you take a look at the uh, amount of FMV games that there are, how many bad ones there are, but then you kind of look through other genres, there are more. Oh, there's culprits in every field. Yeah, right? I mean, there's yeah. the percentage looks so bad because there's just a small amount but of you, them. You, the problem being, though, is like you can't hide behind it just being bad voice acting. No, no, it's terrible acting. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, it again for its time. And like I said, I don't think you're really seeing how the acting is starting to really flourish in the game until now. Because, I mean, back then, as we mentioned, they were mostly just cutscenes. There was nothing to actually play. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, I think Phantasmagoria might be the closest because you actually directed her around as a point and click. But it was still an animated backdrop. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so... You got to think they're trying to emote to possibly nothing or like oh, the yeah, good old sure. tennis ball on the end of a stick routine. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you guys out, trying to give them a little bit of help from back in the day. But yeah, I mean, I you're absolutely player. right. Phantasmagoria 2, though, I think was completely full motion, though, if I'm trying to remember. I think they actually filmed that on set, so I don't remember it having an, an-, an animated backdrop. But that one gets very adult very fast. So if you want to go play that one do not let your children play it with you <laughs> like i remember the names to everyone you just said but i have never played one never any of them well, oh, well i mean God, except for like mad dog mm-hmm. mad dog mccree right right yeah. yeah journeyman project the one she mentioned early on that was one i think that was the first time that i actually saw something like that it i feel like me motion. too and it was i think it came with the computer that we yes! got it was like yes, Windows like 95 or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And it was just, it was mind-blowing because it was like, I've never seen anything like this before, you know? Yeah. I mean, today it's terrible, but <laughs> at the time it was groundbreaking. It was like, my right. God, I've never seen a game like this before. I want to play more of it. I don't care 
how bad I am at it or how long it's going to take. It was I hard. Just play it. Yeah. I do remember that being hard because it was more like a walking simulator-ish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the, um, se- the sequel was a pain in the ass. I never finished it. I did finish the first one, but see, I don't think I played the second one. Oh my god, it got yeah. so there was a lot of time travel, uh-huh. a lot of back and forth, and it just got to the point where it was like I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, and I got no walkthroughs. You yep. know, so. Uh, but yeah, uh, go out and check out FMVs if you haven't already. If you're unaware of what they were, now you should know. Hopefully, and that stands uh, for full motion video. I get asked that a lot too. Maybe I should have put that in there at the beginning. I, get asked I was, was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know. Well, and again, if you're not as uh, used to that type of games, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it would make sense. You sure. Know? Right. I just grew up with it. Well, that's our show, guys. We made it. I'd like to <laughs> think. All of our people who listen every week, your love and support is greatly appreciated. And uh, if anyone out there wants to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash pencilandpaperproductions or pencilandpaperproductions.podbean.com and click become a patron in the top right-hand corner. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to discuss with us, something you want to share, or maybe even tell us something that amused you this week, you can hit us up on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash or drop us a line at SuperMegaCrash at gmail.com. You can also find us now on Twitter, not Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, the thing. I don't know. Uh-huh. We're on Twitter words, too. We're sitting there next to each other, and I just I looked up for a moment. <laughs> but we're on Instagram now, and uh, you can see those wonderful little icons. I'm getting, I'm trying to get them pumped out. We're so close. We're so close to being caught up. And then you're gonna you have know? to start posting food pics, man. Just be that's careful. right. So. Follow us there and check out all the lovely artwork that we do every week. Uh, What else we got? Oh, yeah. You can tell your friends to look us up under the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, do not forget to check out our very first live stream on October 21st at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on Twitch. Come on out. Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Twitch, and you will find us. So go there, follow now, and you'll get a a notification, hopefully. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I am Todd Stark. And I'm Lacia Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. Pencil and Paper Podcast Network Production.